This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. No, no way I'm missing this. Than... No way I'm missing no. this. No, this is not going behind the scenes. This is going directly so, on the You episode. can record whatever you want. I can talk for five hours with y'all if you want me to. It, We've so done do. wait, 75 episodes. I've never had a guest come on and question Cage's soda drinking. <laughs> never. Not in my million years. And I wanted you guys to have this moment. No, so I'm an open book too, I, I man. finally get to use this. <laughs> so you know, uh, here's the deal, right? I have no vices. I don't I don't smoke. I don't do yep. any type of drug at all. Yep. No illegal legal cigar night and nibbled an enti- a cigar for the entire. So I do have cigars every now and again, but usually yeah. only like as a, a celebratory event. I have not smoked a cigar since cigar night. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so yes, I do partake in that, but. I understand there are chemicals in diet soda, and it's probably not the the greatest thing for me to do. But I will tell you, I am legit always hungry. Yeah, always. man, I'm with you, man. I'm the same exact way, and it, and like my diet is like a kid's menu, dude. I mean, if it's I want chicken fingers, pizza, French fries, cheeseburger, that's all I ever want. So when I really try to go hardcore and diet, there's like five things on earth I'll eat: peanut butter, almonds grilled chicken and steak and it's like shit i just get sick of this shit man yeah well i mean listen i like peanut butter too i i make the mistake of eating it at uh, midnight in yeah. a bowl with vanilla ice cream <laughs> yeah that's that's that's, that's frowned upon yeah that, <laughs> that, that will escalate very quickly so oftentimes at midnight I'm, I'm about to watch another episode of some show with my wife because she's finally stopped working for the day and yeah. i'm like all right let's you know let's have 45 minutes of some television drama um, and I come up to the kitchen and I'm like, all right, do I get the vanilla ice cream with peanut butter or do I pour myself one of these and there's no calories and I go with this and I save yeah. myself a little bit of weight gain most likely. Yeah. And that's at least what I tell my brain. <clears throat> and my detective instincts tell me you're that dude who saves uh, plastic Starbucks cups and reuses well, them. And never have before. But I have used this for the week. I have, I yeah. have used this. I've never – first of all, it's a perfect size. That's but, a sponsorship that y'all need right but there. You, but if you watch the show, I have drank the hell out of my large, like, Yankee cups. The, like, Giancarlo Stanton's face is, like, half off. Yeah. You know, it looks like yeah. it could be Bernie Williams. I don't yeah. – you know, it could be Jorge Posada. It could be Derek Jeter. could be Don Mattingly. You don't know because half of it is gone, you know? Yeah. could be so, Bucky Dent, depending yeah, on how long ago you got it. So this – my daughter got some large dragon fruit drink. And yes. I said, I'm stealing that cup. My daughters go. get that. That per, it's it's called pink drink or yeah. purple drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they don't have a they don't tell you what's in it. It's just the color. It's just pink. That's just that's it. Purple drink or pink drink or, or something like I can't remember what I it's mean, called. Purple drink is something different, and they pronounce that is it definitely drink. something. They pronounce it drank. That's I know my that from my a my AAU coaching days. I learned son, about purple drink. That's Ian. Leah pink drink. He drinks yeah. purple drink, but he calls it scissor. 
Luca Nation, this is what an immovable object meets an unstoppable force looks like. It just played out in front of your eyes. You have two lawyers, two Uh-oh. card collectors, two athletes, two oh. bulls. <laughs> Competitive just eating does not just Going at it, and I love it. I, I love it. We have found our third for next year's Thrill 3 basketball tournament, Brian Cajun Cardboard. Welcome to the Lucas Tigers and Broads Oh My podcast. Absolutely can, privileged. Can I coach? Like, can I just like uh, can I just draw up the X's and O's? Because you don't want me playing. It mm. sounds like the folks we've spoken to are actually good at basketball. I, I do. I need you. I need I need somebody like you. What I need you to do is gain weight so you can set screens and rebound for me so I can get shots up. That's I can all set I need. screens. I yeah. can set screens. That that I can use my fouls. I tell everybody that. Like I have you're, six you're fouls and I'm not afraid yourself. to use them. I'll ask you this, Kate. First yes. question. We'll get into Ryan's story. I love well, your collection. How about we start this because we jump right into my soda. This is our National Treasure Series from 2022. We have yeah. Brian Cage and Cardboard joining us. We got to see him at the show. We're excited to hear his reaction from the show and, you know, talk about the National. He's been to a couple of them and, you know, we can get to hear his whole backstory. Andrew will at some point ask his origin story and we'll get that too. It's yeah. not an episode without that. And there we go. We've introed it after my soda fiasco. And go for it, Andrew. Ask him whatever you like. Well, I was going to ask you. Oh, is Bill Russell me. better as a center or a coach? Because I, 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 when I look at you, I Ooh. see Bill Russell. That's the kind of odd. Very uh, even keel. Leadership. I see the white West Unsell. I don't. I don't think he's got Bill Russell's height. I only saw you briefly at cigar yeah. night, but I, I didn't see. You know, I didn't think you were six ten. Were you six? No, no. I'm, no. I'm, I tell people six foot because I am just under six one, and I don't cheat at anything in life. So if I there feel like go. if I told people six one, I'd be lying to them, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, so just under six one. Yeah, well, when you did dunk you the measure ball, his, his arm span, Brian. Oh yeah. Because yes. if you did, it would be six ten. Okay. I have Probably a very, very large wing. He's gonna, span. he's gonna pin some people. On the backboard. That's a big deal for NBA drafts. It's called plus reach. When your reach is uh, significantly further than your height, that's a really important. Uh, I have that. I play when we play pickup games. I, I sneaky, I sneaky get a lot of steals. Do you want to know the worst, the worst wingspan in the history of the NBA draft combine measurements? He was a minus three. Ooh, Guess minus three. His reach was three inches shorter than his height. Michael Jordan. No. No. Stop. NBA player recently retired has the biggest podcast of any NBA player out there. Oh, dinosaur arms, JJ Reddick, little T Rex arms. Yes, that's why he was so bad at defending. Well, that and well, there's a lot of reasons. Well, yeah, but yes, it's part of it. I think it's the best podcast. I I agree with that. I think his podcast is is great. Hold on a sec. Draymond just called me and told me to shut up. So you're Draymond's edgier, but <laughs> and he talks some. Yet I'm interested to see if they ever go through a losing streak, and Draymond still has to go and podcast. You know, like I'm really excited for those. When yeah. they win, he's gonna talk his talk. And Brian, national series. Give me your you know thousand foot view. What was AC like for you? You were at Cigar Night. It was amazing yeah. to meet in person. What was the whole show experience like for you? Yeah. First, uh, well, let me say I've watched the last three episodes before this because I wanted to come in prepared. Right. I didn't want to be duplicative. I don't want to repeat stuff y'all talked about. Nice. You had Chris and Josh from Card Ladder. Right. Yep. Then you had Gio and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Right, Who don't like cards. We found out they don't actually enjoy cards or people. Yeah. <laughs> or people don't go near them. And then you had backyard breaks like one of the biggest breakers in the world. And I'm back in cleanup. 
<laughs> so it, I'm I'm the guy you chose to come in after those four guys. So I can't possibly. Uh... Can I throw you a quick curveball? Yeah. Of Due to copywriting issues, and because we have a team that we're just trying to figure things out as we go, we misnumbered. So there was two before you, Bro Namath and Adam Lefka. Okay, I didn't see Lefka. Okay, well, I got to see Lefka. Who? No, I did see Lefko. I did see Lefko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lefko was the one that I texted you about. I said that's a real. That was a really good episode. You said here's the funny the thing. Though. Hot fire. Hot fire. You have kind of forced our hand without knowing it. How's that? Because you've now recanted who came before you. So we kind of have to play your episode today, which is normally what we would do. We record and we play the episode. But I'm going to Disney World at some point in the next, you know, couple weeks. So we're actually recording a few of these episodes so that we're yeah. still going to record while I'm in Disney. You guys will get the flavor of that. Yeah. Um, you know, but we're going to have a couple of episodes. We usually don't have that. We, we fly by the seat of our pants. You know, right. we record that day. We talk about it. It's live with a hobby radio. Something happened yesterday. Boom. We are going to talk about it. Right. I know. But so these this series, you know, it's a little more evergreen content. We have four or five that we've recorded that could have gone out today. But you've just moved yourself without knowing you've moved yourself to the front of the line. When you like nice movie job. quotes, you like movie quotes. Nobody puts baby in the corner. That's so it. you're not putting me to the side. Yeah, you're not putting me on the side. If I'm on today, I'm going on today. Right? That's this it. is prime time. This is prime I time like Thursday, it. man. This is like Seinfeld, Growing Pains, Cajun Cardboard. Dude, the hobby to be needs. fair, you did that with me. You said, hey, you're going to be on in a few weeks. And then you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to play him tomorrow. Well, that's different. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'll put you out there. Yeah. This is uh, Atlantic works. City. Uh, well, I, let me just tell you, <laughs> Cage, you are the absolute master of analogies, right? You and I have a lot in common with that. The master of analogies. But I will tell you the best analogy I've ever heard in my entire life. It was about a week ago. Andrew said, Atlantic City is like Antoine Walker. So when you said that, I literally spit out my drink. I was like, that is the shortest yet most apropos analogy I can possibly imagine. He looks the part, but he can't play it, right? Um, look, man, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right? So everybody's like, Atlantic City sucks. It's disgusting. It's this. I was like, man, I spend every other weekend in New Orleans, Louisiana. Go to like, bed. I thought you were from Shreveport. No, I'm from Baton Rouge. So I'm in between Shreveport and New Orleans. But Baton Rouge is, uh, you know, it's all about people. It's not about things. It's not about assets. It's not about, you know, look what he's wearing or look what he's driving or look where he lives. So, look, man, I'm pretty simple. I wanted to get to the convention center. I wanted to survive the night sleeping in the Claridge Hotel. And uh, you, you stayed at the Claridge? I did. I don't care. It does, wow. I would have stayed in a makeshift tent. I don't care. It's it's so, pretty, you know, it's cars, A little man. known thing. I stay, I've stayed at the Claridge probably 50 times in my life, but not the current iteration of the Claridge, which is not okay. really its own hotel. I think it's like a, a, an extension of Bally's now, it I is. think. You know? It is. So attached. Yeah. It used to be its own casino, and it had a yeah. tagline. It's, Bally, it's Bally's halfway house. You're absolutely it, No, right. the tagline was Claridge, where the better people play. Oh. Now, is that appropriate now? I mean, it's like a roach motel. <laughs> it's Look, so gross. I li again, let me go back to telling you guys where I live. I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> All roaches have names, right? <laughs> you, there's some roaches you just let them go, man. When you see them, you just say, y'all, move on. You know, I'm not down for this right now. It's too late. It's going to be too big of a battle. I mean, They we, have different rules down there, Andrew. Like, yeah, the first rule is about you. Don't take directions from a gator. It, My, um... <laughs> My my senior year of college for uh, winter break, we went down to Plano, Texas, okay. and then we went to New Orleans for New Year's. 
Okay. And first off, that was the best trip of my life. Uh, well, my best buddy, Brof. Went with Brof. Bro. Played futsal against some professional players. Wait, I met he, you and Brof played lady footsie? friend. Futsal. Soccer. Oh, okay. Girl soccer down there. Visited my Texan friend. We got queso all the time. The portions of food in Texas are enormous. And then we went to New Year's. New Orleans for New Year's. Oof. Amazing time. Probably the most drinking I've ever done. And I woke up, like Austin, our good friend, in a hotel room that I didn't even know I had. And, and somebody okay. had harvested your organs. <laughs> I no. lost my iPhone. And then gave them back. Three, three months later, three months later, I'm working at Morgan Stanley's, my internship, and I get a call because I lost my iPhone there. Okay. And he's like, hey, I have your phone. I have your phone. If you send me your address, I'll ship it back to you. Your phone has so, been taken. So some guy, that's that was the spirit of New Orleans. That's the kindness. Yeah. You, you mentioned the people. The people, uh, bro. The people. It's different here, It's man. not the thing. And this guy, this is like a $300 iPhone. Like he, could, he didn't owe me anything. Right, right. It was the most shocked I've ever been. I'm like, you're sending me my iPhone and you're going to pay. It was incredible. It was uh, incredible. I, um, yeah. For, you know, look, everybody who, you know, I, if I open my ears and look around, everybody's like, I can't wait to get out of Louisiana. I came back to Louisiana. Okay, I cage. I was at a lawyer at a big law firm like you, big thousand plus lawyers, litigation firm in Houston, worldwide firm. Lived that life, saw that money. Um, I paid off my student loans, unlike somebody <laughs> uh, fast. And then, uh, and then I moved back home. Man, I could not wait to get back here. I was like, every year that I spent over in Houston felt like it was a year that I was wasting. Started having kids and missing parents and friends and. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a simple person, but I want to get back because the people here, you know, truly are special. The roads are special because you can barely <laughs> drive on them. Uh, but the people are are really a special breed, man. It's a it's a really cool place. Top to bottom from Shreveport down in New Orleans. Like the people here are just they just hit different, man. Respect. Yeah. Listen, respect. that's the fun part about the hobby. You there is no cookie cutter way of doing it, right? And then, yeah. you know, here we are, you say you're batting cleanup, you know, you're you're following these guys in the lineup. And I mean you have your own way of doing stuff, but I mean, we'll get into your story, but I admire it from afar. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you've you've made some really shrewd moves with your own personal collection. Um, and just like, you know, just like your we could talk about your PC also, but it's funny because I, I like to tell people you are your PC. Right. And Andrew likes to make fun of me, you know, and say my stuff's not shiny enough, but I don't consider myself shiny. You know, I'm yeah. just not. I'm just I'm me. Yeah. I'm a little older. I'm a little duller. You know, I'm a little vintage, yeah. you know, and, you know, so there's my PC. And, you know, you talk about how, you know, like you could have done this flashy Houston lifestyle. You know, you did it, but, you know, you were longing to get back to your roots. You were longing to get back to what you loved. Right. And you've had some big sales recently and you've turned it into this pretty awesome jordan pc of you know what some people might not call iconic jordan cards but you know them they're from what you know they're iconic for you yeah. you know they're pieces that you've always wanted to have in your collection yeah. and i mean the more we talk to people who build out their own collections we you know you kind of are your pc i mean it's just and you're you're a great example yeah. of it man well here's the deal if i am my pc that i'm scatterbrained disorganized <laughs> ocd uh, oh you have you have a plan. Hey, did you see the soccer card I bought yesterday? What the hell? A laundry refractor. You took my advice. I mean, what am I doing? You soccer. Know? Did you start watching soccer? Or are you spending? No, I, I've always loved, I'm a soccer family. Like all my kids, like soccer, soccer, soccer. I'm watching the Premier League. I love soccer. I just never got into cards because 
you know, you, you may be able to identify the next great one or the past great ones, but you got to know the products. I don't know the products for sh- Can I say sh- yeah, yeah, shit. I don't know the product for shit. And, and guys, no Brian's point. being modest. Brian, Brian's older daughter, she's going to play uh, college ball next year, right? And she, she's younger. there. She's there. She, she has the first game Sunday against Mississippi oh, State. It's it's preseason. Yeah, yeah. She plays in three days. She opens SEC schedule. How's that? Yeah. That's Ooh. exciting. How, did she call you? How is it? How is she? She's calling me every day. Yeah, it is uh, like uh, the most absurd mental roller coaster I could possibly be on. Dad, I suck. Dad, I think I'm going to start. Dad, I, I'm not good enough for this. Dad, yeah, I think I'm going to tear my ACL tomorrow. Dad, you know, it's like <laughs> one day to the next, and I live and breathe with it. I'm literally dying from day to day, just waiting to hear from her. Please be good news, you know, so – and you uh, can't I'm do anything. You can't point. do anything. You could just you. It could it's just the calls, but they have yeah. to go through that experience themselves. Yeah. What's cool about college soccer is you have about a month where it's no classes, right? You're yeah. just playing. Yeah. You're like a yeah. and you're out there competing. So we all of us at Luca Nation. We wish her a ton of good luck, good fortune, just appreciate good it. genes. Yeah, most motherfucker in the hobby. And <laughs> your younger one is uh, she, she's a star. She's a star. Star. Like she's, she's following her footsteps. She wants to go to the same school. She doesn't care who she gets offers from. She wants to go play with her sister. And I was like, it's great. I'm in so for that. Take it back. Cage said you had a huge sale. I'm not aware. Can you catch us up like to how you got into oh, like, he's had a few. Week, he's had a three, few. four years of collecting, bro? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say I got in around 2016, 2015, 16. Now, I collected as a kid. I'm, this is going to be the same story, right? So I collected as a kid baseball cards, same cards Cage always talks about, right? I wanted Mattingly, Canseco, Greg Jeffries, God forbid. We're going to get into that because <laughs> yeah. he needs a lemon. If Double Coverage is listening, for your pick 99, Mark McGuire, that was – You're going to get some hate. You're going to get some hate. lemon for that. Yeah. So, by the way, so, that wasn't my pick. By the way, I think I actually had that card higher ranked myself. That is a collection of people that PWCC polled and put it at 99. Yeah, like that's yeah. I, the was general in, I was in consensus. the poll. It was tough. You, you got polled. It was, I mean, yeah. it was like when you get to like even like 30, it's like, yeah, it was 30 very hard. 90 could be the, you know, the same. I mean, I don't know, 30 to 90, who knows? I don't know. I know one through five, you know, that was easy. But after that, it got really hard, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I collected until 1990, junk wax hit, no collecting. Uh, got back into law school. Somebody showed me Topps Chrome, a law school uh, student, uh, you know, friend of mine, a uh, classmate of mine. So I collected from 90, uh, 98 to 2003. Thank goodness I got my LeBrons and Carmelos and Wades. And then nothing until 2016. I was, you know, making a career, having, you know, babies and growing a family and moving back to Baton Rouge and coaching um, you know, Nike, EYBL, grassroots basketball. And um, so got back in around 2016 and then kind of went heavy. You know, it was good timing, right? 20, you know, the difference between 2016 and 2020 is like timing Huge. is everything. It's right? everything. Yeah. But, but what's funny is the better timing is, you know, I say it's lucky, it's timing, it's a whole, you know, whoever it was that showed you the Chrome yeah. in 96 and got you collecting 96 to 03. Yeah. Like, What's funny about that is 96 to 98 was a boom kind of period, right? Yeah, Kobe, at Topps Chrome, you name it. But from 98 until LeBron, it was a little bit of a quieter period. There wasn't yeah. any of this kind of explosive stuff. And some of the companies that came in with that, you know, mid-90s explosion started actually leaving the hobby. So yeah. what's what's yeah. funny is, and I talk about this all the time, and I mean, I'd love to hear, you know, your take on it. You'll probably bring a different perspective that a lot of our young fans, our young listeners who have only been through this cycle so far, 
you know, you were you were in at a good time. That ninety six to oh three, obviously that timing is great. Had yeah. you stopped in oh one, you wouldn't have a lot Oof. of those oh three cards. You know, had you I lost my seed money. I would have <laughs> lost my seed money. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. So it is a timing thing for a lot of no this stuff. And and coming in twenty sixteen, like you said, instead of twenty nineteen or twenty twenty is a very big yeah. difference also. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I love that. And what's funny is you got to see, you know, 96 and 03 and then the years in between. Talk about like there's a craze, right? The 96, it's Chrome, it's Kobe, it's all yeah. these guys. And then there's like nothing, yeah. right? And people try to make something out of those years, but there isn't a Kobe, right? People yeah. try to make and then 03. And it's like, I remember 03. Like yeah. I remember everyone coming out of the woodwork in 03 to buy LeBron. Like yeah. LeBron was one of these like no doubt. he's gonna be it, right? Um, and sometimes that works out, and sometimes it doesn't. I remember yeah. in '09, Strasburg had the same type of uh, you know hobby phenomenon for him, where people were buying Bowman stuff. I mean, I remember when a redemption of his you know like first Bowman uh, auto sold for like a hundred thousand dollars on eBay. People were like, "What? This is crazy!" But you know, sometimes it works and sometimes what, it doesn't. What is, what is Strasburg now? Not a hundred thousand, I'm assuming. I'm sure not. I mean, he's he's done well, right? He won a World Series and all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure people aren't paying that kind of money for it. Yeah, got Andrew. Well, I, the movie. The more I think about LeBron, and I, I was never a LeBron fan, but I don't think there's ever been an athlete who came in with the world of, on his shoulders and not only lived up to it, he's actually kind of exceeded expectations. And I'm wondering how the youth. Because we think of things as they are now, not what they're going to be like in ten years. I'm curious, Bright. What do you think? And Cage, I'm curious you too, because you've been you've been on a little bit of a LeBron buy, and that's not your typical style. Same. Do Me we too. think? Do you think it's possible Jordan falls out of flavor in 10, no. 15 years? Never. Never. It's impossible. It, it's. I've always said this in this hobby. All paths lead back to Jordan. Uh, because that's where the primary income wage earners are. Guys, cage in my age, we're in our primary income earning age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jordan's—it's always going to be Jordan over LeBron. I don't what think, about I think when I'm in my primary working age in 75 years. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're inextricably linked to where I, I don't think um, I don't think you'll ever be able to win that argument, but I don't think you'll ever be able to stop having it. Let's put it that way. Uh, I think those two are inextricably linked. And I also think it's somewhat shameful that Kareem's not even included in the conversation. But I think um, that's the point. I think that's the point Andrew's trying to make. Kareem was included in the conversation, right? And yeah. the, the different generations. I think the difference with Jordan is that the Jordan name and brand uh, live on and go beyond the court, right? So like the young kids coming up now who play want to be Jordan brand athletes. They want to wear yep. Jordans. You know what I mean? So even yeah. if – even if we're not talking about him as a player, the same way we, you know, Kareem, we're not talking about, even though he was amazing. Um, the Jordan name and brand will keep him relevant and in that yeah. conversation. I, and, I think that's the difference. The way Kareem did it too. I mean, it was like death by a thousand. What is it? Death by a thousand something needles. I don't know. I mean, Kareem was just skyhook, skyhook, skyhook for decades, and he played in one of the weakest decades from an NBA talent perspective, the seventies. You know, yeah. everybody was coked out, and they had the ABA, and the NBA, and um, there wasn't a lot of super uber mega, you know, top 10 guys from the 70s, except Kareem. Doc's not really a top 10 guy. So, um, yeah, I, I think Jordan was going to replace Kareem just because of the way he did it on the court. Clearly, when you take into account the effect he's had off the court, you know, I mean, that's just a game changer. But but LeBron has had a similar effect off the court. Maybe not quite to that extreme, but he's a lot younger. He's half as old. So, 
Um, yeah, I think those two uh, are going to be just – they're going to be in that conversation as long as all three of us on this screen are alive. Let's put it that way. I mean, LeBron, one of the things I like about him is, you know, what he was able to do something – and maybe it's not just him. Maybe it's the branding. Maybe it's just, the, you know, the changing of, of, of fandom. But while Jordan was playing, basketball wasn't the king. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball was. It really was. I mean, it was Ken Griffey Jr. It was, you know, watch Mark McGuire. It was all this fun stuff. And, yes, when he was playing and when he was in the finals, people watched. Yep. But from a card-collecting standpoint and from just a sports standpoint, it was not basketball. Um, he changed that. He obviously brought a lot of attention to it. Shaq as well, Kobe as well. Yeah. But LeBron is the face of the NBA while the NBA is becoming the sport for the world. So I yeah. think part of why I have started to move some money into LeBron is I think he's the poster child for expanding the sport mm-hmm. into a global brand. Yeah. And, you know, there will be people who, who in 10, 15, 20 years have more money and he'll be the person that they want. Could the not agree anymore. I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. I'm taking down a whale. I'm taking down a whale in this upcoming premiere auction that ends next Thursday. Yeah. Nice. 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 A little baby Ruth action here. I'm curious. So you've played, Brian, you've basically played in three eras. Okay, three eras. 90s, Mm -hmm. 96 to 2000 Chrome, shiny era, Cage hates it. And 2016 (laughs) to today. If you you had a manifesto, you know, scribble it in rock and give it to the younger generation that's just getting into the hobby. Sure. What would be on there? When I hear manifesto, I think of cults and people <laughs> drinking Kool-Aid. Not the Indianapolis cult. South Africa had died, and I don't like that word. It creeps me out, you know. Manifesto. He's, he's Russian. Yeah, it's it really creeps me manifesto. out. They go to yeah. How about mission statement? Well, Can we Louisiana purchase a manifest destiny? Well, you are manifest. literally on no. land that's manifested. Manifest yeah. destiny. So go back. Sorry. Say your question again. I, when I heard manifesto, I, I, I think he's doing like tablets. I'm, I just think of Mel yeah. Brooks. Like, and the Lord has given you these 15, 10, 10 commandments. I'm with you on all your movie quotes. Cause I'm old. <laughs> that was from a book. Uh, guidelines that you would write for the younger generation. You know, they're getting yeah. into the hobby. What would, what would be on there? Well, you know, I, we do. I mean, all the three of us probably have people come up to us all the time and say, I'm interested in buying, not as much as we did a year ago, but hey, I'm interested in getting the sports cards. You know, you what, what should I do? Where do I go? Where do I start buying? Right. And my question's always, you don't need hundreds of hours of research. You need, they, they used to be, you need a hundred hours of research. No, no, no. You need a thousand hours of research. It is scare them away. so complicated. So he complex. He's scary. You know what They're, I tell him? What do you I said, the first thing you need to figure out is what inning we're in. Then buy what you love. And then I walk away. A baseball analogy. (laughs) What inning are we in and buy what What you love? See you later. I'm going to smoke a cigar. That's my that's my stick now. Now guys. Yeah. Sorry. Thousand hours. Look, a thousand hours, man. I mean, it, there's so many barriers to entry to our hobby. That's the one thing I wish I could change. Too many places to buy, too many places to sell, too many grading companies. Um, you know, too many podcasters trying to be like us, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but seriously, like, think about that. Where would you, where would you tell? Well, the first thing you ask them is, who do you like? What sport do you like? What do you want to buy? Well, that's fine. You've identified what it is you want. Now, where do you go get it? You know, I mean, it's just the interfaces of all of them are different. You need 75 usernames and passwords. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a million auction houses. It's just, there's too many 
paths in our hobby. It should be streamlined. It should be Brian, smoother. You are 100% right, and it's a clippable quote. And uh, all I can think of is kindergarten cop where he's trying to like find the, the kid who's in the witness protection. It's like, all right, I have some questions for you. I want you to answer them. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Like we Terrible. need to, we need to just, here's, here's the, 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 we need, when someone comes in, yeah. the first thing we need to ask them is, well, who are you and what do you want to do What's in the goal? hobby? What is, yeah, like, because that will narrow down the 75 paths to three or four. Like, are mm-hmm. you coming in because Gary V told you to, and yeah. you can't make money on mugs anymore, right? right? And and if that's the case, and you're looking for a quick flip, all right, I can try to guide you in a specific direction. To where, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. If you're here because you're longing for nostalgia, if you want you know, a piece of what you had, okay, that's a different path we could bring yeah. you on. And you're probably going to be able to weather some ups and downs a little yeah. more because you're enjoying what you buy. the whole. Like That's the kind of conversation. But dude, you are 100% right. You know, over the last couple of years, this hobby has gotten so expansive with so many grading companies and so many different, you know, voices and talking heads. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point it probably scares people away because the barrier to entry is huge. It's overwhelming. It's 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 overwhelming. I had Josh Dawson, Northeast Sports Cards, on my show the other day, and I told him I, I named seven buying platforms I'd never bought from. I've never bought from, and I'm as into this shit as anybody. I am well, so. Uh, and, and that's why you need brand what loyalty, not? heritage. Andrew, Robert Andrew Edwards. Lee. He only um, bought from Macari. What's that, Macari? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Macari Facebook Marketplace. I mean, that's six or seven right there. Heritage, Robert Edwards, Mile High. I mean, I'm naming auction houses as separate. First of all, last of me, you don't follow us on whatnot. Uh, I'm aware you're on. Let me. T- I got a great story. For y'all. Move. Hold on. Listen. Jack seat. Listen, I'll buy two Tiger NFTs. To make up <laughs> yes! but listen, we'll take it. I was introduced to whatnot last Friday night. A local card shop owner, a mutual friend of ours, Anthony Renato, cards and you culture. visited. Yes, I went over there. I was in the breaking room. I'm in the breaking room. There's ten people in their room. Okay, he's breaking and he's trying to sell slots. There's literally there are ten people in that room, like online in the room. I'm actually in the room with the breaker. <laughs> Right when I go in, he's like, oh, we got Cajun Cardboard with us. I am not lying to y'all. Of those 10 people, one guy's like, is this the same Cajun Cardboard from YouTube? And I was like, the ultimate flattery. I was like, there's 10 people. What are the odds that one of those dudes would know who I was? And so uh, I got to watch Breaking firsthand. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, fast pace. It's like comparing uh, you love analogies. It's like instead of you driving your car on the interstate, it's like comparing you driving your car to like F1. Like what not breaking is fast as hell. Too fast for me. The screen's too small. I'm too old. I need reading glasses. Um, <laughs> I like the idea behind it. Um, if I was a younger person, I think it's a young man's game. I would be all over that. Not necessarily the breaking, but buying singles on whatnot, I think would, would interest me and intrigue me. And it still interests me and intrigues me, but I got to stay in my lane a little bit. I got enough going on. I don't need to jump into that, but I was fascinated by it. Uh, really, really cool how the process works, all of it. So, Luca Nation, this is what an episode is like when you have two Ferraris. Brian Cage. Uh, <laughs> Mine's so we'll broken. Mine's so John Dawson, seven, car, seven places you've never bought. There's too much. How, where else did that conversation go? So, Northeast Sports Cards, esteemed collector. Yeah. Pretty, right? On my mentor. Yeah. My, who I aspire to be. So, so, I have to pause right there. Why did you not say that, though? So, the way that I started in the hobby was I found a mentor. Yeah. Gem City Sports Cards. Bro, name it. Yep. Right? I would ask nonstop, pepper them with questions, pepper them with questions. Why is this this? Why is this this? 
why is it not as simple as, hey, find a mentor, find someone that you you respect and how they do things yeah. and learn from them? Mentors are busy, man. Mentors are making moves. I mean, I, I would love to be somebody's mentor, but good luck finding me and tying me down. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We're practicing law. We got kids. I got more than both of y'all combined. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we got we got wives, some of us. <laughs> You know, I mean, we're, we're all over the place. I got three companies I own. I'm trying to do everything and do it the right way. I don't have time to teach Plus, somebody how to you navigate to take, eBay. You need to take time you know? to make that etouffee, man. You can't rush that stuff. You know, I get etouffee made for me. I don't even oh, have time to make my wow, own. Wow. Come on. No self-respect in Louisiana and has it made for them. Next, you're going to tell me somebody makes you a gumbo for you, too. Let me tell you something. I know y'all haven't watched my channel religiously because you would know I am really, I should be called Hillbilly Cardboard. I'm from Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. So nice. it didn't sound as good. You know what I mean? Does it sound, I don't think it sounds as good as Cajun Cardboard. Hillbilly Cardboard is could be very misleading. I might get the wrong type of subscribers. Um, I might get incarcerated. I don't know. But yeah, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So all of this Cajun, you know, that's kind of emanating off of me is a little bit contrived. Uh, I just want you to know that. So, Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's sort of like the hobby, you know? I mean, it's not exactly what you think yeah. it is when it comes to exactly. I like the mentor. I like the mentor idea. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. I mean, yeah, if you can find a mentor with lots of free time, that, that's the way to do it. Because, <laughs> look, it's trial by error, man. It's learned by doing. I mean, I, I think of how many stupid – I mean, I know for a fact <laughs> – I bought tons and tons of stupid stuff in 2016. And luckily I didn't get hurt because I'm paying, you know, a few bucks here and there. If you come in in 2022 and you're buying stupid things, you can get smashed. Or worst case, 2021, you came in first quarter, you're getting destroyed. Yeah. You may never know that. Do you think so? Like you, your daughters play sports. If they get beat, they get beat. That's 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 the market, right? Isn't it okay? Isn't that how you learn and get better? It is, unless you're broke and you can't go back and play the next game. Um, I think a lot of people have gone broke and come back from it. I think it's also I hope so. I, I hope people don't let buying the peak in first quarter 2021 dissuade them from coming back in. And because there's, there's a, a lot of us. I've never had more fun than right now. Like I've never, ever, ever had more fun in this hobby than right now. And I'm getting I want to talk about that. I want to talk, talk about that because we talk about yeah. the, here's the difference, Andrew. Buying cards in quarter one, okay, if we're going to compare it to his, his, his daughter playing soccer – it's more akin to the first game of the season where she went out there to play. They didn't just play for who's going to score the most, but if you lose, you lose your cleats, the ball, your uniform, you know, your clothes, yes. and you can't play game two. You can't play the again. the beating you took was so bad that you don't get to come back next week and play again. That's what has happened to a lot of people in, in the hobby. But why is it more it's called getting cut from a team, by the way? <laughs> it doesn't feel good. There's the analogy is you're not on the team anymore after that, after that first game, right? If you bought a Moses Malone for $102,000, you're probably not playing the game anymore, right? And by the way, you know what? Let's not even say you just came in, right? Because, I, I listen, we talk about our wins. I'll talk about some losses. I'll talk about some stuff, right? So, so it's also – it's like Top Shot and cards, you know, as it's going, no one ever thinks it's going to start to turn and go the other way, right? And and you're making, you know, buys. You're making and you're you're coloring up, and that well, that was the phrase. Yeah. And at some point, you color up into something that just starts to go downhill. You know, you've made money. You're, you're okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dispatch some of that money and buy these things. Like a personal example. I mean, I was buying Jordan stuff last year. 
that is significantly down from it was like, oh, you know, let me buy this Damn. natural born thrillers card that I, you know, I had to have and only pay 10 grand for it. And I sold it for five, yeah. you know, let, or even still, you have to learn. I bought a Pele card that at the time was like $10,000 because it was a PSA four and there were none higher. Yeah. And I learned a nice lesson. One, the market took a little bit of a dip since I bought it. But two, more importantly, it was one of these price discovery, card discovery type of things where other people have found magically 70, this card. 70 more graded. And, yeah. and there's only been like five more graded, only two higher and one the same grade. But now yeah. that card is 3000 instead of 10 Like there yeah. are different beats. And it's not just people who came Real in quick. and bought the wrong thing. Shoot. That. You guys remember when Cage talked about the Lewis Hamilton for Terra? The reason he talks about it is because of experience. Yeah, I take the same because, beats. I don't. I want to avoid you guys, you know, from getting beat like I have. I mean, it's just what happens. That's the deal. But it's not just, hey, I came in at the wrong time. You know, even yeah. people who were here, you know, you could turn wins into losses too yeah, if you're buying yeah. the wrong thing at the wrong Look, time. So, I've got a story. Look, I've had uh, – again, it's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but there are people here who make real money, right? So I had a gentleman come to me, and he's an acquaintance of mine, and he wanted me to run a card fund for him. He approached me in the fourth quarter of 2020. Okay, we sat down. It was in December. I remember the restaurant where we were sitting. He said, I want to give you $1 million. I want you to invest these, this for me, and I want to pay you a percentage. Wait, I said, come on. You're not telling the whole story. When he oh, said, more- I will give you $1 million, it was to spend one night with you. <laughs> that indecent proposal, no. Boom. Damn, I love this guy. I love this he guy. He really wanted me to run a, a, a card fund for him, and I said – Number one, I am comfortable risking my own money, investing my own money. That's not what I do. I wouldn't do that under any circumstances. Number two, I don't think this is a great time to do that. And I, um, you know, everybody's like, why don't you take the money? You could have made a percentage. And I was like, because if I had taken the money and put it in the cards that he was asking me to put it in, 86 Fleer Jordans, Kareem rookies, Magic Bird, uh, you know, PSA 9s, LeBron Chrome stuff. All those flagship cards that were running, right? They were out of control. And he wanted me to buy them ad nauseum. And I was like, man, I don't know if now is the right time. I was like, I've made a great deal of money in that. But the best time to buy stuff is not after it's gone, you know, ballistic like that. So um, in it, as it turns out, we had about three more months of that ballistic craziness. And then we know what's happened since then. So uh, he dodged a bullet. And then I dodged a bullet because I would have felt horrible for telling somebody else what to do with their money. So you'll never hear me on my channel ever tell anybody what to do with their money. But I will happily tell anybody who asks what I'm doing with my money. And I think if a lot more people on the hobby, especially people that are pumping out content, would do it that way, I think a lot fewer people would have gotten hurt. You know? Now, again, y'all love to tell people plays. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, just ultimately it's all on me. You know, in the hands of the person who takes the advice and Judas. like, yeah, yeah. We you hard. haven't listened to us in a while, but when we saw the market turn, we actually stopped giving plays. No, we, we have heard y'all a week or two ago talk about plays. What I heard play? it in the car back to uh, Florida giving a play. What play? I told you these guys don't listen to our show. <laughs> I, he might have. He might have like a crack in something, you know, just to be fun. But with the whole like daily play stuff, once the market turned, we were like, oh, we got, we, yeah. you know, like he can't be doing this for a reason, yeah. right? Because it doesn't matter what the play is when the market, you know, corrects. This plays right now. Well, this plays right now. This has been I, the best year for me ever. Ever. Mm, me too. 
This guy's coming yeah. in here like Steph Curry on a fucking shooting streak, and Bri just just take. There's play. look. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. It's not you know buying Markel Fultz and flipping him sixty days later in twenty twenty one. It's not that. Can we talk about Markel? I think Markel could have a breakout season. I think Markel is <laughs> he has a play. He's got yeah, a play. I mean, there's four point guards in Orlando, so if he becomes the point guard, that would be great. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I think him. I don't think that's where I put my money. Is that your play? Is that your play? <laughs> well, I think something you missed there, Brian. I respect you quite a bit. You're a very, very smart guy. The reason we stopped getting plays is it's easy to give someone an entry. Yeah. The exit and when to exit and why to exit and when to cut losses versus when to let it ride versus when to decide to trade. That's the nuance, Mr. Brian. Yep. So that's why we stopped <laughs> giving plays. It's because yeah. there's way more nuance involved in this. And I'm curious. We still haven't got this. 2016. What was your first purchases? Like, what what did you buy then? Giannis base, Giannis base rookie cards. Buy it now, 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 buy it. I couldn't hit it enough. Every day when I got into the office in the morning, I never stopped hitting that. Are you button. guys doppelgangers? Wow. What did he buy, Giannis? Did he go? Did you? No, go in I didn't come back in. He went to Teats, for example, but, but it's the yeah. same. But Giannis is the ultimate rags to riches. There, there's, there's, no, there may never be another one. I mean, Steph Curry is a pretty good one too. But, but Giannis was truly. Luka? Oh my God! What are you talking about? I'm, I'm telling you, I was buying Giannis Prism rookie cards for like nine dollars. Okay. You can't. You. I mean, you can buy. You can't buy Doncic silvers for nine dollars. I mean. Andrew, I'm telling you, like over a thousand, like just buy, buy, buy. It's not like that anymore. But what's the price no, point for Zion? But Pick a rookie was, from this year. It was close. What do you think? You know, 2018. What do you, what do you think? I remember Paolo What do you think Paolo Bancaro's yeah, silver prism rookie is going to be? But that'll change. Don't you think that'll swing back now? This is what we've seen. Someone like you who's seen this now, that will swing It'll back. It'll never right? swing back to 2016 prices. It's true. But I mean, you know, but that lasted for. I was buying Luca prism base at $5. Right, I, I crushed Luca too. I agreed. Yeah, yeah. I I did really well on Luca. And the 2012 like clay. I mean, I was paying three dollars for clay yeah. 2012 prisms, and I was, so was. So I mean, that's that's the those. But but you're right though. That's not happening again. Right, and people who are looking for that, that's not that's not. So yeah. Without you, start, start the finish it. is what I'm talking about with Giannis. Give start one, the finish. That margin it does not exist. But here's what I think people want to hear, and they, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask it. And you could say, no, I'm not giving away my play, the whole nine yards. But but maybe it's one you've already accomplished this year so that it's not – Sure. This year, most people are not making money. Most people are losing. There are some who are doing just fine. It's not in trying to find the next Giannis at a dollar or five dollars. What's one story you can give of success from this year? Well, I mean – Oh God, I've sold a lot of cards this year. Um, I mean, I, I sold my 86 Fleer PSA 10 set. You guys know that. I, I broke the setup. I kept the two Jordans and I sold everything else. That's not really me making money within the year. Obviously, I bought that set in, you know, like 2019, right? 20, I finished it up in 2020, right in 2020, right before COVID. Okay. Um, so that's that was a great success. And then one I've never talked about or I haven't talked about yet is I'll be with this same info. This is this is so like butterfly. Yeah. I keep going. Yeah, I told you. So and the better investment, which is more within the last 12 months, is I started the 1997 PMG Red set. Right. And this is going to show you how maniacal I am. <laughs> I the only card I had was Shaq. 
Okay. I had one out of the 123 cards in the 97 red PMG set uh, 12 months ago. In, let's say, September of 2021. So what is that? 10 months ago, something like that. Um, I said, I'm going to go get this set. Candyman talked me into it. Nas talked me into it. And I said, I'm going to get the set. And I got to 93 out of the 123 in about six months. And then I had 30 duplicates. So I had about 125 PMG Reds. I put every single thing else in the hobby on hold. I put my Jordan collection on hold. I put prospecting on hold. I put my Shaq, my Giannis collection on hold. I put everything on hold. Every single penny I spent was chasing that set. And um, recently I decided to liquidate that set to kind of move that money more into Jordan. And there was a massive margin. I found two absolute solid, fantastic, deep pockets buyers who have, are very good friends of mine in the hobby, and they wanted to take it from me and run with it. And this so, this guy's making me sad because I sold yeah. him a couple of PMGs at basically what I paid for them. Now, now look, he's making money on the flip. <laughs> but look, here's why, Kate. Here's why I used you as a stepping stone. No, I'm just kidding. Here's why I I had every intention of I'm. And if you guys know me, when I start something, I finish it. This is one of the very rare times in the hobby where I was chasing a set and I chose not to finish it. Because I took a step back and I wasn't having fun. It was causing anxiety. It was causing a tremendous amount of anxiety in my life. Financial anxiety because all my money was going into it. Uh, I was missing out on this dip for LeBron and some specific Jordan cards that you just talked about. And I'm Brian buying, you know, freaking Glenn Robinson PMGs yeah. for $10,000. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here, man? This is the same reason I just sold my Fleer set because I've, I've got my money in Johnny Moore. Why do I have money in Johnny Moore? I can go put that money into Michael Jordan and LeBron James in a dip. And so um, it was just an epiphany. I woke up one day and I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying it. I miss collecting the cards of the players that I actually care about having long-term. And it was just, I just got so, so much tunnel vision that I was like, I'm out. And so somebody reached out to me and I got a deal brokered, uh, you know, to a really good friend of mine, a collector out in Seattle, who's just got unlimited money. And he and I came to terms quick. I ended up selling all 93 of them. We came to terms on the price in literally 20, 36 you hours. You didn't keep the shack? I didn't keep the shack. I kept Jordan. I kept Kobe. And I kept Tim Duncan. Hmm. There you go. That's it. And I still like have Tim a couple Duncan. extra. I need to move. I got a couple extra. Tim Duncan because so. he doesn't get the value. It's, Tim Duncan is when I would buy this car back for the price I'm, I'm selling it for. Tim Duncan, I would probably move if I could get back what I paid for the Tim Duncan, but there was some really weird last sale of that Tim Duncan red, which didn't make sense. It was like a really bad comp. It's a horrible comp. It doesn't make sense. So I'm, I'm holding on to that. I'm not taking that loss. So I'm just so going to ride that out. <laughs> find a mentor for new yeah. people, for people who are in this, evaluate your portfolio, you know, as you're going through, evaluate, are you still in it for the same reasons? Have you got that tunnel vision? Is that rule number two? Um, you know, it sounds so cliche and every single person on social media says it collect what you love. It really is. It shouldn't be collect what you love. It should be collect what makes you happy. Um, I mean, like I said, my, the value of my collection has gone down significantly in the past year, just like many people. And I've got my money in Jordan, LeBron, Giannis, Doncic. I mean, I've named some pretty good names, right? I mean, long term, those guys are pretty safe, except maybe Doncic. But 
um, my, you know, I'm, I'm having more fun than ever because I can buy more cards than ever. And it really is just perspective, you know? Atlantic City, other than my amazing anecdote, thank you for the compliment. Words of affirmation yeah. do a lot for me. Thank you. Uh, what else? You know, you meet anyone there that like you're like this young guy, yes. this young girl, this young business, etc., yeah. is doing things really well. Anything you when are you gonna give a shout out to? Anything like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, you gotta remember in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, how many how many collectors do you know from Louisiana? Anthony Ronaldo, who's yeah. built like oh, that. Yeah, if I was to make an athlete, he's my mentor physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all of our mentor, right? Yeah. He's an Adonis, yes, truly. Uh, but seriously, think about that. Okay, him, me, who else? Nobody, none. So that's my outlet. So you got to realize, I've been in this hobby for six years. I've never met one person face to face except Anthony. I've never met you. I never met Cage. I never met uh, Midwest Vintage Josh. I never met Chris. I never met Christina. I never met Josh from Card Ladder. I never met um, any of my friends that, that helped me at PWCC for the vault. I never met any of those people in person. I never met the guy that I'm selling the PMG Red set to. I never met, um, you go down the list. I never met Northeast Sports Cards Josh. I never met Justin, 610 Sports Cards. Did, did you I meet never, all of them at, at National? I did. I, I didn't bring hardly anything to national, man. I brought like three chintzy little cards to trade. And the rest was, I am going to walk until I can't walk anymore and go shake hands and introduce myself to all the people that I've become very good hobby friends with that I've never got a chance to see in person. So uh, I wish I'd have got more time with you guys, but y'all yeah. you know, throwing mm -hmm. party of the year, you know, it's like. Also, I had to run away from you because, you know, I, I, I you, you're like a picture of health. I'm like, I feel like a fat man. I lost 50 pounds leading this thing. I beat this guy, and I'm like, oh, God, I got work to do. Well, look, I'll tell you, I drink twice as many Diet Cokes as you every day, and that's why. That's my secret. <laughs> yeah. Nobody drinks twice as much as I do. No, I don't. Uh, you know, so. I drink eight liters of this shit a day. It is definitely not healthy. It is definitely not healthy. But, no, dude, it was definitely good to meet you. We will catch up, um, you know, at, at, a, at another show. I'm sure you're going to go Dallas. to Dallas National, Mid Collective, Dallas, yeah, wherever Mid, it is. Mid I've, I've got no <laughs> excuse for Dallas. Dallas is a six and a half hour car ride. I've got no excuse. I got to get to Dallas. Um, it's just got to match up with my kids' you know, schedule. What kind of car do they drive in Baton Rouge? They? What do you mean they? Are you they. putting me in with everybody yeah. else in Baton Rouge? <laughs> You've done that. I was going to ask you, but I wanted to do more open ended. What kind of car do you drive? I'm not telling you what kind of car I, I drive. What, what, I what do I have to get? They, they, they call them RV. They call them fan boats. I, dr I drive an Astro minivan. <laughs> He's got a fan. You boat. know that was my first car. <laughs> was it? Yeah, Astro yeah. minivan. I had grandpa had two. Gave me one. One he used. I, I drove a minivan in law school. Cage, you'd be proud of me. I, I drove a minivan in law school. It had a coat hanger on the driver's side door because the handle had broken off. Uh, so I opened my car with a coat hanger and a turn of the key. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm like so, Giannis. I'm rags to riches like Giannis. I drove a black a Camaro. My first year of law school, I drove a black Camaro what? with like the leather jacket, like, you know, Staten Island, you know, uh, fake, Damn, fake Italian. And uh, yeah, man, it was very much like that. And then uh, my, my, uh, my dad had some health issues and uh, moved in with me and I had a lot of medical bills to pay for him. So I had to sell it. And um, I drove a, a Corolla, like a used Thank Corolla. Um, and I'll never forget second year, you know, the, the guys had, had, had started calling me badass. 
because you know I'm gonna come in with my my Camaro and my whole deal. Not anymore, baby. They used to have fun writing, you know, in the dirt, badass on the rear windshield of my Corolla. It's the badass. Yeah. That was the nickname of the car. It was the badass. It was just Corolla. ass at that point. It was just ass. <laughs> it was ass. So you know, it's like a little Corolla in law school. It is what it is. Last question for people that don't know: Cajun Cardboard. Subscribe to Brian's YouTube channel. Give us like the elevator, not the pitch, but like w- what it is that you you created the channel for. What should yeah. people go follow for? Yeah, it, it ties into what we were just talking about, man. This is my outlet to the hobby world. It's the only way. It's the only way I have to share with the hobby world because Baton Rouge is not the epicenter of the hobby, man. And so uh, I like to talk and I like to listen. And I like to gather information so I can always get content. But I wanted to share my, you know, my thoughts and my moves and my investments, my collecting. I'm a hybrid investor collector, right? I don't see any shame in doing either one of those or being both of those. And I think they're perfectly reconcilable. And in uh, this channel, um, you know, is my way to to educate and entertain. That's my two goals, educate and entertain. And the education part is twofold. I learn something every time I put one together because I'm researching to put that out there. Just like you guys have all kinds of great people and me come on your channel. You're you're gaining you're gaining knowledge every time you get a little bit smarter, a little bit better in the hobby. I'm the same way when I do this channel because I'll research Jordan card that I don't know anything about and I'll share it with everybody else. And so I learn about it and then I hit record and now everybody else learns about it. Um, you know, but my, my channel is probably 50 50 true collector. Uh, true investor split right down the middle. Oh, maybe it's 40, 40, 20, because I do about 20% of just pure NBA content. In fact, I got an NBA player coming on my channel today in about an hour and a half. In fact, that's him calling right there. So I'll, I'll catch him after. So I got, yeah, a little surprise guest. You're the first to know. You broke the news. There you go. So I have to have follow an NBA player? You what? I yeah, have yes, oh, that's right. So I follow Chris and Josh, but y'all got to, well, you're going to, yeah, well, let's see. You'll precede them, so you're okay. They'll follow you. They'll follow you. Yes. Sir. <laughs> yes. Um, who is it? Oh, he's I'm a surprise. He's not. Nice. Yeah, you got to subscribe. Are you, are you talking cards with him? Uh, I'm gonna uh, talk cards. I'm gonna talk his career. I'm gonna talk Louisiana ties. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him all the questions. Um, you know that that NBA players never get to answer on in public. You know, like uh, like the same questions I'm going to ask Cage when he comes on my channel next week. There's going to be some very outside the box questions. You see those questions outside the box. That is a much must watch. Like I, I would subscribe yeah. to that. You're going to enjoy it, man. You're going to enjoy. I'm going to ask yeah. him. Here's the deal. I'm going to ask him name three prospects in the NBA right now. If you were going to invest twenty thousand dollars in cards, what are the three you're buying? Guys, you played against. Who's the Who's the young prospect that's got a chance to be a top ten player in the world that nobody knows about? Stuff like that. Those are interesting questions, right? So, I mean, we as prospectors and investors, we're always we're always guessing, you know, who's the next great one, you know? And so I'm going to ask him. And of course, I'm going to ask him off camera about the two guys, that, you know, the guys that I like the most. I'm going to say, hey, just to make sure I'm right, aren't I? You know, these he guys. Said, are who, be he asked right? who's the next great one that no one's ever heard of. And you said Evan Mobley. He's ignoring you on purpose. Who's not heard of Evan Mobley? Yeah, yeah. You can't say Evan Mobley, dude. You got to say like <laughs> Josh Primo. You got to say, you know. Like uh, Brandon Boston, you gotta get in the weeds, man. Kessler Edwards, Kessler yeah, Edwards. Get, you gotta get in the weeds. You can't say Evan Mobley. These guys like run up for rookie of the year. I don't understand. <laughs> what do you, you don't understand. And that's you guys part of the basketball? problem. Basketball doesn't have prospects. You, got, you don't watch the games. Um, <laughs> it's isn't baseball where some <laughs> random guy just pops out onto the scene and he's like, "Oh, now he's hitting 700. And oh, oh, it's not Giannis. Is it not? <laughs> 
Giannis is a, <laughs> Some a random African American player. Shows up and, and becomes the best player in the world. He was oh, by the way, and then Disney makes a movie about him. Does it get any more crazy than that? It so can happen. The next Giannis. I mean, the question is futile because there might not be a next Giannis for twenty years. It's true, or ever. There may, or it might be, or it might be Victor. It might be Victor Wimbanyama next year. You never know. I my point was prospect. The guy has arms from here to China. Thank you. My like point was, I want to invest in Victor Wambanyana. Guess what? I'm not going to buy a single card. You know why? Because the price point is going to be preposterous. I'm not going to buy one single card. I have zero Zion cards. Not one. Anthony Simmons is a nice, in other ones. There's Simons. I don't know. You, you're Simon. investing in his, in his co-host. I would say that's, that's our deal. Cage is Dame and I'm, I'm Anthony, but dude, he can pull up. It's a good backcourt. Is that a prospect? Anthony Simons? Uh, yeah, you're asking the right person. And Markel Fultz, that everyone's forgotten about. That doesn't yeah. go into the prospect. You heard it, it, it first. No. I mean, he's in his sixth year. You know, it's like he's had some pretty serious injuries. He's got an issue mentally. I mean. So, and if he comes back and does big things, is that not one of your Disney movies that you love so much? Well, we talked about this. You know, once you fall in cage, you've talked about this on the show before. Once you've fallen out of grace with the hobby, Lori Markinen, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, good luck getting back on the front ben page. Simmons. Good luck. It's hard, man. It Ben Simmons, it, it James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I can go down the list. Guys that are. I mean, I'm just named two first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, Westbrook and Harden are MVPs. I mean, these guys are first ballot players of all time that nobody wants to touch right now. When's the last time you saw somebody post a James Harden card on Instagram? First Lawyers ballot like to do this. You guys like to move the goalposts. If this was my first episode and I didn't have 670 episodes of practice with my co-host Cage, well, you, I you would just shortchange yourself like 100 episodes. <laughs> you over on 780. You said top 10 player, top 10 prospect, right? It wasn't necessarily cards. Uh, yeah. Fair. I love you, brother. I love this episode. We've never done an episode like this. A little bit yeah. more. It feels like we're in a courtroom. The court I don't feel like we accomplished anything. I don't think, I don't think anybody knows who I am or what's going on here, no. but it, I, I felt entertained. I felt entertained. I will tell you. So, guys, go check out KG Cardboard's YouTube channel. Check out his content. It's it's a different take, but it's another thing. And one of the best things you said while you were on here is, you know, even when you do the content like this, you learn. You know, it's part of your learning as well. We do the same, right? And it's great to have on breakers. It's great to have on people who run companies. There is no cookie-cutter method for collecting, right? But you have said a bunch of things here that I, I think make a lot of sense. You know, it – you have a different way of collecting. My favorite is I'm I don't own Zion. I don't I'm not going to buy a Victor Wimbayana card, right? And and here's why. You're going to stick to I'm trying to find a guy that is a good value, right? I'm going to I'm going to try to find this guy. That was yeah. your Giannis win. And you're not going to chase. You're not going to buy Bonchero cards when they come out yeah. because it's everyone's going after that. But yeah. I think what you've learned by being in this for quite some time is that these things always cycle, right? And mm -hmm. there may there may not be a time where you can buy those Giannis again for nine dollars, mm -hmm. but I already see it. I mean, I, I was able to tell people about Target having blasters available yesterday for yeah. quite some time. I mean, Andrew it was sold out by the time I told him, but there were some other people who got them. You know, I mean, good, good, good that good that didn't good. happen last year. Like you couldn't yeah. get something off. No. Of that is that's a shift. That's a change, right? Prices are gonna, you know, the 
and, and we're going to have things for kids to open, and the hobby's going to be here in some form Frozen or another. Agreed. It will have another explosion, whether it's next year, two years, or, or eight years from now. We'll go through it again. My biggest question for everybody listening is, will you be here for it? Mm. Oh, me? I, oh, oh anyone, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I know you'll be here. but for Yeah, I live and breathe it. I'm not going anywhere. I can tell you that, right? If I, if I didn't go anywhere after you know, my collection value being cut in half, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to go anywhere you know, now. You know? uh-uh, What's your best sport, Brian? What's that? Your best sport. I played baseball and basketball in college. So you think it to know you. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? Um, I talk, I scream at my screen and then record it. Uh, <laughs> I listen to you guys scream at each other. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Like I have a wife and I have seven kids. So I've got all the way from age 23 down to age eight. So just like a lot of, you know, kind of middle-income parents uh, throughout the country. I am going to the soccer field three or four times a week and uh, watching my kids practice, getting them to games on the weekend. My schedule is a little more complicated than most because a couple of mine are playing across the nation. Um, but uh, that's the beauty of the hobby is that if you've got a phone in your hand and, and I've got some reading glasses, I can, you know, enjoy both at the same time. Um, I try to work out every single day. I try to pray. The first thing I do in the morning, I try to pray. I try to stretch because I'm getting old, Cage. It sucks. Stretching sucks when you get old, Andrew. You're going to find out. It sucks. It hurts. Um, that's it, man. I'm a yogi. Come on. Your daughter calls you after this podcast. And she said, Dad, I had a terrible practice. Yeah. These girls are bigger than me. They're faster than me. I, I don't feel like I don't know if I belong here. What do you say back? That is absolutely the funniest thing I've ever heard because yesterday she sent me that feel sorry for me text. She sent me that text word for word. Literally, it was like, hey, I just wanted you to know I don't think I'm good enough for this. Maybe next year I'm still going to work really hard, but I just wanted you to know I might not get a lot of minutes. And you know what my response to her was? You got the wrong number. (laughs) What? (laughs) We're not raising Athenians. We're raising Spartans. Get get back out there and get on the field. Go ahead this your is Sparta. That's a, I mean, it's a great answer. It's great stuff. I don't like, I mean, listen, you're an interesting cat. This guy's an yeah. interesting cat. You know what her response was? You're right. I was like, yeah, I know. I've been I there. Couldn't have, not I couldn't have seven kids. The, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the temptation to name them happy, dopey, sneezy, doc. Would have been too great for me. Yeah, <laughs> we got to do a sequel. We got to do a sequel. You got to do a sequel, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. Luca Nation, you get actually a treat here. So Brian invited myself onto his podcast, and he's having Cage on next week. Yeah. And in between that, you get this episode. So yeah. let's say you're listening to this first. Go to Cajun Cardboard, search Andrew Goldberg. That's my episode. If you're listening yep. to this, and it's like August fifteenth to twentieth. We listen to this episode, go listen to Cage on Cage and Cardboard. A little home in a way action, you know? So I yep. think it's going to be a blast. We'd love to have you on for a sequel. Any final words before we let you go? No, I think that's it. I'm trying to think. I don't really have any notes Raising here. Athenians, this is Sparta. That's so, yeah. the name of the episode. One yeah, last man. one, right? Because yeah. you've been around. You've seen the hobby, but you were in, you know, you're, you're in Louisiana. It's not the epicenter of the hobby. You got to come to Atlantic City, and you took in the sites, oh, took in the stuff. Think. Did anything surprise you? Any, you know, booth and you're like, wow, that's insane. Or, you know, anything like kind of stick out and you're like, all right, I know the hobby's in good hands because look what these guys are doing or anything like yeah. that. Anybody? 
Man, no. I know, you know, there's a lot of corporate stuff going on there. Um, and a lot of people are, are really kind of down on that. And they're like, no, this hobby needs to be about this. So that, that kind of struck me how much of the, the show floor was devoted to corporate stuff. Um, you know, the infrastructure type stuff, which I kind of, I mean, I kind of stay out of, you know, I got my favorite data pricing tool. I've got my favorite vault. I got my favorite auction house. And until those kind of fail me, I kind of try to usually stay loyal to those kind of people. Um, you know, that, that kind of did strike me. There was a lot of that there. Um, and a half of it, honestly, I don't even know what half of that shit was. You thought man. the corporate area was big? I thought it was big because you got to remember it was, you know, if, it wasn't just the carpeted area. On the other side, you had card ladder, my slabs, whatnot, and other stuff down near the breaker stuff. And I, everybody was bitching about the breakers being loud. I never heard a breaker. Maybe I was just, you know, focused or whatever, but I never heard any, you know, noise about a breaker. It's interesting that we've gotten to this place, and I'm not a corporate guy by any means, uh, like at all, but yeah. corporations do serve a purpose, and they get big because they're very good at – what are you looking at? Your hippie card revoked. Uh, well, I do. I'm not a corporate guy. And I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. guys about a little fun scheme. Actually, I told it once on the show in case like, you can't tell people that. So I, one day I'll tell it. <laughs> but the, the Nike gift certificate move, incredible move for anyone trying to get money. I'll, I'll tell it in a second here. <laughs> but dude, corporations, they get efficient at what they do. Yeah. Right? And efficiency yeah. lowers price and it gives us, it brings. Oh, it's crucial. It's, it's crucial. I'm just saying it, it, it was very commercialized. The, the one, the one corporation that I care the most about, and I would presume if you guys had to choose would be fanatics. I need them to hit a home run, man. I need fanatics what, to listen. What would that look like? It would look like a tapering down. You know how there's a million platforms out there and, and too much is not necessarily better. Same thing for products, same thing for print runs, same thing for parallels within those products. Um, I just hope fanatics, if I had one, one, you know, request, please, please listen to the hobby. We don't need 75 parallels. We need eight. So think about this for a second. Everybody's wish list for fanatics is to bring more people in and make the hobby pie grow bigger. But everybody who knows something about the hobby would tell fanatics if they listen that the right way for them to do it be actually paring things down. Exactly. Make it weird. digestible. Let it be digestible. Just give us back 2014 Prism at the most, right? 2012 is beautiful, right? Green, gold, silver. Uh, that's great. Uh, maybe eight would be better than three, whatever, but we don't need 59. We don't need to start going through the dictionary looking for more animals to have as borders. <laughs> I don't want a fucking neutral rat, you know, a neutral rat border or prairie dog, you know, lamella ball card. Scales? That was very weird oh. on this year's like. Lamella. Oh, they they, they even went scales? crazy. There's giraffe. You know what they did, right? They they looked up V friends. You know so, what's next? You know? Freaking scratch and sniff. They're gonna do <laughs> scratch and sniff. Like we had an Panini. You know, I mean, we had, I mean, we had strawberry shortcake scratch and sniff stuff on our trapper keepers. Andrew Let's has go. no idea what we're talking about, but that's next, man. Panini's gonna just—they're gonna print the hell out of this on their way out. What's the official date that Fanatics gets basketball? Do you remember the 20, year? Twenty twenty. I thought it was twenty twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-five. Well, they won't have printed 2023 Prism by then. So I'm not quite sure how Scratch and Sniff translates over to, like, game used. Like, I don't know whether or not. I oh, really I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I, let's not take that one down the road. That's a parade of horribles right there. Let's let that one go. Edit I think that. the people parade, buying expensive parade of horribles. 
Lord Abinger is the parade of horribles. That's law school right there. Nice job. We went an hour and six minutes here, Brian. And, and I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, yeah? You didn't mess in, mess, mention Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase once. And it's basically a stone's throw away from you where they came and never lost a game, basically took college football by storm. What, what, what's up? I collect basketball. basketball. I know basketball. <laughs> I collect basketball. I only think about basketball. Look behind me. That's a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Soccer is Baton Rouge, right? Soccer is my deal. Now, look, those guys are revered here beyond belief. You would not believe those guys are revered beyond belief. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the play. You Alpha, I have two lawyers here. They'll tell Give me, me play. what they're doing. <laughs> so when I played soccer, we'd have cleats. Adidas, Puma, Nike. But yeah. Those are three brands. A yeah. lot of people don't know that those companies have two-year warranties on their product. If you look at the tag, the really? date, there's a date. Oh, there we go. I got his attention. Now he's okay. hooked. We'll reel him in. So on the tag, if you look under the tag, there's dates. If that date is within two years of today, it's under warranty. And you have the right to go to Nike. You can search Nike manufacturer defect. There's a link to file a claim. You find the product and you file a claim. You take that product and you send it to Nike. Put a little note in there and says, you know, I'm a high-level competitive blank, basketball, football, soccer. I, my cleats are my everything. And they did not hold up under duress. I usually buy all Nike products. This one failed me. Can you please take a look and let me know what you could do? Sincerely yours, Andrew Goldberg. They will inspect them. And if they deem that those are, that it legit is a manufacturer's defect, they send you a gift certificate to use on their website for that amount. I didn't know that. Of course, all of that while you're talking, Cage and I are thinking class action, class action, class action. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's the availability of fraud. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, Why? it's on their website. It's you just cut it out because you just cut the sole off your shoe uh, on the 715th day and mail it in. Or hypothetically, if you're an lawyers think we think about the absolute worst that can happen and how you can yeah. exploit loopholes. I mean, look, if you wanted to, you could tell a yogurt company that you found a fly in their yogurt without telling them you put the fly in there. Right? right. So so just because it's on their website, Andrew, doesn't mean that there isn't something untoward going on before it gets to the complaint department. Sort of mm -hmm. like if you were to write that letter, Andrew Goldberg, a hundred times, and let's say you went around the school's athletic department and, and bought everyone's used cleats and athletic material and sent them all back at pennies on the dollar, sent them all back to Nike and got a bunch of gift cards for it. hypothetically. That might not be. I mean, I mean, Nike's going to give it to you. Mug life was good. <laughs> Tag life, motherfuckers. That's another episode. You're we have digressed. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.